0: winter.
1: Hello and welcome to What We Do in the Winter. This is the 42nd episode in the series of podcasts from the Isles of Mull, Iona, Ulva and Gomitra. In this episode I talk with Joni and John Mackay of Tobermory. Joni comes from Tobermory and John from Dervig. Our conversation goes into all sorts of things. We talk about when Joni worked at the telephone exchange in Tob, when John's folks ran the Bellacroix in Dervig, the career of Joni's dad, Peabroch, the renowned fiddler, John's time in the garage, and we also go into the early days of the rally and how John and friends used to compete in it. We also talk about John and Joni's family. I think this episode captures something of the feeling of North Mull at a certain period of time. Joni's stories of her neighbours and the treats she got along the main street are just magical. So, without further ado, I'm delighted to be able to pass you over to Joni and John Mackay. Who are
2: you, John Mackay? Johnny Mackay, Mackenzie was. Aye,
1: yes. So the Mackenzies, and um, where were your Mackenzies from?
2: My dad was born in Inverness, but his dad was from Torridon, Wester Ross. Lovely. And his mum was from Drumbeg, and he was a drummer in the pipe band. He followed the pipe band from when he was a wee boy. Right. And went to the to the army. Yeah. and started playing the, the fiddle ah. and then I think Jimmy Shand, he, Bobby was looking for a fiddle player yeah. and Jimmy Shands got in touch with my dad and at that point Bobby was full time, you know there was going all over and uh, he met up with my dad and he joined the band and they travelled for a while but eventually gave up because they both had families and it was quite hard going, you know, traveling from the island. Constantly, yeah. yeah. But they had a special bond. Of course, Bobby lived in the Mishnish yeah. and we were next door. So throughout our childhood, they were, they were really good friends and they had a special bond when it came to, to music. They played well together oh, and yes. the families were all very, always just together, playing in the street which she can't really do now right now, but it was happy times in the street, you know, and wasn't so many cars, and the house was full of folk visiting music, and yeah. from an early age, we sang, my older sister used to sing, and then I used to harmonise with her, yes. I, my youngest sister, Fiona, yes. she came along, so her and nice I sang at concerts, and... Then I met up with the Janet and Dave, the sound of all. Of course. We made two, what was LPs or CDs? Which are
1: available on Apple Music and other things. So we
2: we sang a lot of things. Sang at mods, and as I say, we it was there was always music in the family. But father father was he he did everything by ear. Yes. Yeah. And he he played obviously the fiddle. He also played. The banjo, did he?
1: Uh
2: huh, and played the saw. Fantastic! That's not something you hear often at yeah. all. Because he he when he he came out of the band, he worked with the forestry, and <laughs> an abundance of saws. Uh-huh. And, uh huh, and he he used to sit in the workshop, and some of the like the Patterson boys, Mackenzie boys would come in, and he would sit and play the saw for them, and. Every before Aris Park was, the forestry did it up, just, my father died in 74, so maybe early 70s it was right. standing up, and he composed a tune called Aris Park, which you probably heard, play, or played, uh, of, I play all the time, it's one of my yeah. go-to tunes, yeah, yeah, yeah. so my father wrote that, and... Unfortunately, he did make a few CDs, but when the last one he made with Callum McLean, because Callum McLean and him played a lot together, wow. and they made a couple of, of um, LPs, and he, the last one he made he never heard, because he actually died just a couple of weeks before the the Nara's part was on it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah. it's played a lot, and it's nice. Oh, it's a great yeah. tune. It's He's always remembered, you know, yeah. through Bobby and that on the, the radio, they often talk about him, so Totally, yeah. They've got very happy memories of that.
1: How did he come by his name? Because what was his his real name?
2: Alexander William, or some folk here called, called him. Nearly everyone called him Peebrook.
1: Yeah.
2: But um, he, because he followed the pipe band when he was a wee boy. Right. And obviously was. That's what he started out and he was a drummer when he was in the army too, right, okay. so it was following the the, the Bibrach Bibrach. Oh, and that's why he got the name so oh. and it stuck with the folk still you know going about. very few. My mother called him Ali mm. and but nearly everyone knew him as Pebra,
1: yeah, and when he and Bobby were together, um did they you know when they were playing just for themselves rather than for public. What did they play? Did they play the sort of things they would play in public? Or did they play other kind of style things? Did they go back to well, fortunes and things? Of
2: It was it was kind of like a marriage because one seemed to know what the other one was going to play. And both had a, their harmonies for something else and mm. something that sticks out in my mind. Obviously, we used to go down to the mission and there'd be wee mm. in the back room and they would be playing. Maybe visitors come in, other musicians. We would sing, and but when they played Gaelic waltzes together it was just something else, you know. And I have seen many tonight, we didn't have a phone in the house at the time, and he, my father would remember a pipe tune, but he would maybe forget the second part, mm-hmm. so he would be on to Bobby at goodness knows what time, yeah. and then they would have to get together. And vice versa. Bobby forgot a part to tune. He they were they were good at the pipe tunes. Were amazing, but yeah, And yeah. Bobby, when he played a waltz, you know, as I say, the harmonies he used to have or something else. Yeah, it was like a marriage mm-hmm. they had. You know, mm-hmm. between them, it was amazing. He was a great whistler. Aye. I mean, no matter where he went.
0: Always he always whistled. Yeah, always he whistled. Whistled. Always whistled. Yeah, they played
2: he yeah. played a bit of jazz
0: too. Did they? He, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, My father uh, was yeah. good at the Stephen. Stephen Krapelli's very
2: style. good yeah. Yeah. mandolin, you
1: play the he mandolin.
0: Played the mandolin, mandolin, mandolin too. Yeah. He could play
2: that. Yeah. But we also yeah. have I think maybe Stephen might have it, we also have a, some of them playing playing the jazz. Stephen Grappelli, which is the thing was just when he died Scottish dance music was starting to come back. Um. You know. For my dad, now to hear all these young, youngsters oh, playing like, with facias. I yeah. uh, absolutely love it. All fiddle yeah. clubs. My father would yeah. just go because he was really very good at encouraging uh, young ones. Robert, Young Robert MacLeod. Really? Young um, Robert MacLeod. Oh. Same as just me. <laughs> and, um, Robert used to come up and my father would put him through, even though he didn't read music, he would help him with pipe tunes and a uh, Many a night, he would sit with a and... Of course, Roberts a very
1: good player now too himself, but. And how about your mum? What What was her story? How What well, was What were her travels? My
2: mum was from Golsby, Sutherland. Oh gosh, that's really funny. Uh huh. And she was a telephone operator. She became a telephone supervisor. She went from Sky, no, uh, Inverness to Sky or Sky to Inverness. I Can't remember. Right. And obviously met my father in Inverness. Right and they married in Inverness and came here with my oldest sister, Anne, who was nearly two, and I was born 1952. So they possibly came to Mull in 1951, I think. And Fiona was born, well, we were all born in Portmore, the red building. And then she worked in the post office for many years with Lexi when it was, say, just beside the co-op. Busy, busy, yeah. Very busy post office yeah. for a while. But, and then I went, Not wasn't really my choice because I had got into college in Glasgow at you could leave school when you were 15, which now would be very young because my, my girls were all 18 and that yeah. to me was young enough. But my mother came home and she said from the post office and she said, um they're looking for a new telephone operator in telephone exchange. Would you be interested? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, I think that would be very good. So I think the night before the applications had to be in, I said, right, that's it. So I wrote the application. And there was about seven or eight in for the job, right. and I got the job. Nice. So I had to go to train, and it was for volume. I went to. And that was 1967, and I, I was made redundant six weeks after I got married, in 1974, when okay. the yeah. telephone exchange went STD. It's right. a manual. Not manual. Manual. But when I started, there was only one, uh, what do you got? Desk? No. Switchboards? Switchboards, that's Well, that good on you. And I relieved <laughs> it was a family of a John Cameron who was called Balachan, you maybe heard oh, right. that name, I don't know. who ran the games with Angus Martin, telling them. And his sister, Chris, and I relieved and them Ian. because... Well, Ian wasn't there at the no, time. No, When no, I started, no, Ian came. Ian oh. came.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there was only one... And then they, they put two switchboards downstairs, and then we got part-time workers with us but I was the only full-time and did clerical and it was a different it was a very different uh, system from now because nobody knew a number (laughs) the doctor, Dr Clegg would come on and he would say I'm going to Mary Morrison's Derby 242 or you could get me a Malford Paul's and Sometimes Mrs. Clegg came came on and she would say, I need the doctor in a hurry, so I would have to, which she w- couldn't really do now. but no.
0: he, you, knew, you knew the number, and I you knew where it was, because she had yeah, said, yeah. so she could phone.
2: It's a personal, it was him. a very personal touch That's yeah. for everyone, and nearly everyone that came on would say, give me browns or... Give me the pier, you know. No, they never, never, it was never the number,
0: it was was the name.
2: Then they changed the number when they went, you know, everyone got 3 0 in front front of of them. And before it was like number one, Tibermori 1 was the kiosk at the pier, Tibermori 2 was Alan Lindu. Yeah, it's uh, Andy
1: Stevens' number now.
2: Is it? Yes. Uh Number, (laughs) Tibermori 3 was what would have been Yule Shop. Uh huh. Alex Yule's switches where Duncan Swinbanks is. Ah, right. Okay. Four was the co-op. <laughs> Five was MacFarland's. <laughs> Six was Johnny McKechnie at the petrol station. Do you remember? where Johnny Warren used to have it. Of the other of the right. yeah. yeah. Seven was Roger Feltter, who was an electrician.
0: Yeah, Roger was electrician. Eight
2: yep. was Mr. Wilson the vet. Right. You know yeah. Nine was the Mishnish. Ten was. Well, it it was Wrights before it was a baker shop. Wrights the Bakers, we used to call it. Then it became Thompson. McLaughlin's, actually. Alison, you know that's Alison and Pete Dugdale? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alison's mum and dad. Right. At that shop. Eleven was the McDonald Arms. Uh Twelve was the Western. One, three was Dr. Clegg. One, four was Granny Mm. (laughs) McGulp. Lived beside us because when we got married, we lived in a mobile home just below. Duncan's like, down L- in now. Before it, before it was built. That's
0: before Smolensia was uh, built, yeah. we lived yeah.
2: there for eight years. Mm-hmm. Gosh! Yeah. And then where I'm at now, Granny girl, It's fourteen, I
1: think.
2: Fifteen the, was a, a Miss Lees, and sixteen was the police. Right. Seventeen was the pier. I think I might be stuck with eighteen. But nineteen was Dave, you know that song with me and the sound of Mull, Dave yes, Williamson? Yeah. Well it used to always was um Robert Neal had it. Robert yeah. Neal that ran the buses okay. to Dervik mm-hmm. before you know Kay Morrison's dad. You know Kay? Yeah. You would have know Ian. Ian's father in law right. and right. then um, he had that had Dave school. Williamson bought the shop and made it and he had a yeah. news agency. Here. Okay. And twenty was Brown's <laughs> That was it. Twenty one was Slingorum. <laughs> oh, I think I could be stuck at twenty two. So anyway, right, that's I mean, that's
1: pretty <laughs> impressive. Gosh.
2: Yeah, I was. I was. I was. Quite. It was a very, very good job, and it? Yeah. I'd met John just before I went away to work in Fort William. Yes. And then came back and was nearly sixteen. I met him and poor man's. Had me for the last 51 years, <laughs> so that's it's it. I
1: was <laughs> 25 years married, I think. Oh my goodness, uh, gosh, yeah, that was so good. Well, let, let's, let's talk to yourself now, John. Um, about uh, so where where were you born yourself? I was born in Glencoe. Where are
0: you? I was, yeah. What were you doing there? Well, my <sighs> mother had to go off the island to have me, that was where the hospital was. So if there's a complication at all, Aye. they were taken there, so there's the hospital was up in the hill as you go in through Glencore, at right. the top. And I think it's now turned into a five-star hotel. I yes, think. the Isles of... I think it's called... it not Isles of Glencore,
1: is Isles that? of I'm, Glencore, yeah. It ben, might be, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was that was the Strathconas that had that, They have Colony. Oh, right, right.
0: Yeah. The, and Oliver. It had a problem with the um, asbestos on it, I think right. that's what it was. and and, and uh, But now it's been all turned into that, so mm. that's what it was. Yeah, And quite a lot of people from, from Mull and Oban were, were born there. Gosh. Right. Mm-hmm. Ma- you- Neil McLean and Elizabeth McLean, they were all there. And in fact, Hughie, my brother-in-law, who he, he, now he was born there, and we're only a month between us. And oh, you know, gosh. it's a small world, really. Yeah.
1: And were you there for? Was it just a short amount of time? It would be
0: a short while. I think, if I remember right, my mother saying that I think they were away for about three weeks in total. I think that's what mm-hmm. she was. All so different. Like. Uh, yeah. Gosh. Now they yeah. take you in
1: for one year. Yeah oh. yeah. Carl well, was in for three months, so that was the oh. <laughs> that was the oh. thing when he was that bit tiny, yeah.
0: but uh, I so when you came home, did you come home to Dervik? I mean to Derrick,
1: yeah, to the Villa And yes. so what
0: what did your folks do? Well they had they ran the hotel and it had I mean, my father had a croft as well, he has a land around him there, so he had cattle and sheep. Not a lot, but just enough to keep them going so he had the milk for the for the, the hotel, you know, and things like that. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, and they had a, a lorry as well, which he came into Tourmori here and, and picked up all the groceries and stuff from that came in off the cargo boats, took them all and delivered them and to, to into to, to the shops in there The shop in Derby, yeah, you see, yeah. and obviously for the hotel, like you know, they would pick up the beer and their supplies.
1: Whereabouts was the shop in Derby at that time as the well? The shop
0: at that time, uh, you- there was two, there'll be there one up the street where. I, I, I'm trying to think of the name of ooh. Johnny McIntyre. Well, jo- there was Johnny McIntyre's shop always, was where, where, where little pigments have been, you know, where that, yeah. so that was Johnny McIntyre's shop. So it was there. And then there was <laughs> Nellie's shop, which was just uh, before that as yes. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 N- yeah. N- yeah. Nellie Stewart. So
1: did you go to
0: Nellie's as a kid, quite I a did, yeah, yeah. Ruined him. Absolutely, you know, and then she was more like, give you, give you to. more stuff than you would be buying, I think. She <laughs> no was yeah, the
2: loveliest lady she could meet, Nelly. Exactly,
0: oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, you, could you describe Nellie's shop to me, what was it like?
0: Well, it, wooden, I think it was just, it was a, a wooden shed, actually, yeah. to tell you the truth, but uh, you go in, I think you could just make your way into it to get to the counter, because there was stuff everywhere in it, yeah. But, well, I think she had nearly enough of everything in the shop, yeah. Post office as well, he says it was, yeah, yeah. Ah, fabulous. Immaculate here. Ah, nearly herself, Yeah.
1: (laughs) So growing up, did you grow up in the hotel building itself or did you grow up in where the houses around? No,
0: there? no, in, in the hotel, that
1: was it. Yeah. yeah. So what was that like, uh, that experience? Were you conscious of? Um, like well, ch- they
0: were, because you knew, you're, you're, my dad started very early in the morning to get out to do the cattle and, and he'd be working till late, you know, at night doing the bar and obviously stocking up shelves in the, in the, in the bar and uh, just generally running, running the hotel and the Kind of croft, you would see yeah. around about it, so yes. How far did the croft lands go around the hotel? All the land round where the hotel sits now, you know, there's new houses in the front, yeah. there's two houses in the front that belong to them, and obviously we still own the field behind the, the, the church. Mm-hmm. And then to the left, above the, the, um, the hotel, to the right of the hotel, I should say, they, that mm-hmm. land there all still belongs to ourselves. There's mm-hmm. a bit of it have been sold off, but the, the majority mm-hmm. of that hill there, yeah, it is yeah. right yeah. up as far as they so hard. Hard, though Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: His mum was an amazing cook and bacon. Mm -hmm, She was. So it was breakfast, morning coffee, lunch, afternoon tea, high tea,
0: and dinner. And then in the end they were doing dinner as well. So then then the bar was was
2: always closed by 10 o'clock then.
0: Well, in fact, it used used to be shut at nine. That was the the time the bar was shut. And then it went on to 10. And then eventually it went to 11 o'clock. And that's when, like, my dad's. Thought he's had enough. I no, yeah, yeah. uh, He actually said to me, "Would I take over the place?" But uh, I had no interest. In yeah. <laughs> I was more interested in, in cars, and, yeah. and lorries and things. So that was it. Yeah.
1: So, with um, where, where did your folks come from? Were they from Terivik as well originally? No, my
0: mother was from Toramari. here. Yeah? Mm-hmm. she was born in Ener Cottage, which is right beside the high church in Toramari. Okay. All her family were born in that house in there. Uh, my dad. Uh, was born in the Argentine. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was in, in Patagonia. Oh, that's, uh, there, there's a
1: good Gallic presence there. Yeah, it? still and, a Welsh
0: presence. Yeah, like yeah. my grandfather went over there to work on that. I think the it was a ranch, but I think it's a station. You call it oh, yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. He went to work on that there. So my dad he was, was a gaucho? Aye, ah, yeah, exactly. So he 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 was born there and he lived there until he was nine, and he he was sent back on a, a ship, obviously with someone with him but to come to, to be with his grandfather at Glenfortra. So he, he went to school in Salon. Uh, so the But my mum, my, mum was for, from Tua yeah. So your dad's family had gone from Mull to Argentina? No, too. no, no. No, my, my grandfather had come from the north of Scotland, from Sutherland, not there. Oh, That's where he had come from. But I can't go back far enough about why my grandfather, my great-grandfather was oh. here, because he was, he was working at Glenfortra. Right. So there was always a connection to Mark yeah. Yeah, before that too. So.
1: And was that with the house or
0: the forest when for us? No, was yeah, on, the, on the 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 land. Land, unfortunately, oh, yeah. yeah. But the connection with um, it,
2: the whites too.
0: Well, there was the whites uh, at and John's it, grandfather yeah. and Cameron White's mother were brother and well, sister. Brother
2: and yeah. sister.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And so um, did he talk much about Argentina?
0: Uh, he did a bit, but she went. She, she, he didn't know a lot about it, obviously, we've been only there till nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he was back. I used to hear my grandfather talking about it a little bit. Not a lot, because he, he, he didn't stay with us a lot. He was back and forward between... My, my aunt and different other people who stayed you know in different places so but I think it was a very remote station I mean they were out for months then. they had to take huge supplies out and that's all they saw was sheep that's the size they, I think it was Merino sheep you know right. thousands of them there. Yeah. and were the Gaelic speakers as well no, right. no. Mom no my mother, all, mother all, all our family were Gaelic speakers, yeah. but because but the dad, dad didn't speak it wasn't spoken yeah. much he could, could speak a bit of Spanish right? aye glad you <laughs> see yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: What were the highlights of, of growing up in the hotel? Was there the kind of um, like the seasonal things like New Year and Burns Night and things like that? What were the What were the events that kind of really stick in your memory of Oh, that was well,
0: not so much in the hotel, but I think there would be there was more like in the in the hall. There was always thing. My mother was quite involved in the in the, in the hall and, and, Derek, and She would be involved with having ceilies and dances, and the
2: well, was always full of folk. It was always full I of folk. Kitchen.
0: Ah, aye, course. Aye, was, yes. aye, but not organised keeley. it'd be more in just, after. just just after, yeah, you know. People yeah. come into the kitchen and lovely, and having a a in there would be right enough. But, would,
1: so would there be people like the Bongan
0: would be there? Yes, yeah. Right.
1: Uh. The Bongan, something that I've heard in reference to a few times. Could you uh, can you expand on who who was the Bongan and who was Kirsty Bongan? Was that his daughter?
0: No, they we were brothers. And, sister. brother and sisters. Brothers sisters. Right. Was, aye, um, N- 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 Neil McGilvery. And Kirsty MacGilley, mm-hmm. that's the two of them. They were brother and sister. He was a bit of a character he was himself. A character, yes, yes. He was doing a similar thing to what you you were doing at the moment. You you liked interv- trying to interview people. Really? Yeah. And uh, the first time he ever came to interview myself and Neil McLean was were doing the the the, the rally, one of the rallies. And uh, he came up to interview us, and he was he was doing all the things, and yet all he had a kind of a distinctive accent, Antti, because you could hear him saying he was doing a bit of the commentary beforehand and he was saying, there's John Mackay and Neil McLean revving up the car to take off. <laughs> no, so, there's so, a bit of a
1: character. Wow. I wonder yeah. what happened to those recordings? I, I would love to know. Did he have a family at all, Abongan?
0: No. No, 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 no. no. no.
2: But I remember going to Bellicroy, obviously, when I was quite young, to yeah. meet and folk, you would meet folk and folk from Tanois would, then folk from Salon. afternoon tea was a special thing. Yeah. But came. they had
0: big, the big darts. There was big darts competitions obviously, and not so much like the music sometimes yeah. in the in the bar as well. Yeah. But the, the darts a was darts a competition was was a big thing. Ah.
2: Music yeah. after the lounge bar, but yeah, once once that was later, later
0: on. Once they did the lounge bar, they would yeah. they had Kaylee's and then because that was when they were going on To about eleven o'clock course, closing yeah. time then. Yeah. So there was then? Yeah. She was renowned then. for her afternoon teas. Mm. Eve.
2: John's mum, because she was an amazing mm-hmm. baker. book would go every five o'clock on a sunday yeah. change days now isn't it yeah. it's all different yeah.
1: so how um how did you meet then what when did you first meet well i knew him in school
0: yeah, yeah. i song, yeah.
1: we met met a
2: dance
0: yeah
2: and then as i say i met him before i went for william then came back and
0: mm-hmm. we got together and yeah. Well I went to work in the garage in sixty six, so I wasn't driving then, so maybe six we're running He used then. To come in to work.
2: Oh, yeah. He didn't go home at lunchtime. He went back at night, back in well, to see me, maybe. Yeah. And back again. <laughs> and of course if it was a dance on that would be six friends. Oh my goodness. And I think I at one point when he he was the first local to do the rally. Yeah. Ah. And I think you'd
0: the fastest time from Devon. To uh, for a while, it was one of the fastest times. <laughs> Not now. Not now. They're much faster. They're much uh, faster cars, but there was then. Yeah. We yeah.
2: used to. I, mean, I used to go and sing
0: with, few of that
2: quite a lot at Keeley's, and of course John's mum. She was. She did a lot. Her and Betty, the Smithy. Oh right. They did a lot yeah, of fine, f- yeah. for the plays. place. You know they always mm. had good bands and. My dad and Bobby mm. and that would be there, Callum McLean, the usual ones, but mm. she did a lot of organising. Mm-hmm. She did, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah the hall. had good Kayleys and mm. dances in the hall. Yeah. Packed, yeah.
2: packed to the door. Well, absolutely packed.
0: Yeah. Big, big Kaylee beforehand, you know, and, and then the dance after that. Mm-hmm. So it was a big night, yeah.
1: Yes, so we um, mentioned a couple of times there the rally. Mm-hmm. When, what, could, what was the start of the rally? How did it come about
0: well, Brian Morley obviously was the man who came on holiday here. He obviously would have been in sixty-seven, sixty-eight, maybe around that time, and he must have. I think they were struggling to have to run rallies down in the North England with the way they were having problems with on the open road. Came on holiday, sussed out. Morley thought this looked like a fantastic place. I know he. My mother at that time was in the community council. He went to speak to her and. Campbell Finley, who used to, I think, was the councillor who always lived at Ardu okay. spoke to all them and obviously other councillors about and and community councillors about, and put this to them. He said to them about maybe the rally that might be a great idea to run it here, yeah. and they all had thought fantastic. So the rest is history. Really. So the first rally was in 1969. Do you remember it as well? Do yes yes. Oh. What was it like? Well, I I. Not knowing a lot about rallying, with a photo. I was in a
2: miniskirt, and it was about
0: seven stone. And aye, I remember that because I aye. found the photo. So the myself deals. and Neil McLean and Derek, we thought we'd go and watch this rally, and it shows you how much we knew about it because we went to Saron. Yeah. and we sat in Saron just near the church there to watch the cars going past, and we both looked at each other and said. We could go as fast as that. <laughs> it's these cars, they're not going very fast. Little did we know that this was a non-competitive <laughs> car, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, the next year we there were a few of us thought about trying to do the rally, and uh, I ended up with Neil and myself were the only locals that were in it. So wow. we took part in the So that was 1970, and we. What were you driving? We're driving a Mini Mini Cooper. And we came in 17th for our first try, so we're quite delighted. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So we did it for two or three years after that, myself and Neil. And I think our best we win it with, well, win our, it. Be, our best, was finishing the 11th, myself and Neil, during, during the, the, the rally. And then I gave it up for, I think, two or three years. And then I bought a Ford Escort with oh, a, yeah. a twin cam and Lotus engine in it. Well uh, <laughs> it had been used quite a bit because this car was, had been sponsored by Bihar Carpets so it had a carpet on the roof <laughs> but the carpet was to hide a where it had been upside down in the f- rallies beforehand yes, so normally writes cars yeah, off yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so well this time uh, Hugh, Hughie McGinnis, my brother-in-law was with me so we, we did it and we came in 8th, 8th in that we finished 8th and so that was the best I did, driving and then um, later on hey, I stopped doing it and Neil McKinnon came and asked me if I would go navigating with him. I wasn't too keen on the navigating side of it but I did go with him and we won it that <laughs> yeah. so I went with him twice, so I won it twice with him. Yeah. Yeah. It? Uh, has it been won in a few times by locals? Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. So Neil Neil I, kinda, I can't tell you how many times, but he's won it. And, to, and, uh, as and well. Carl as well. And John and McCrone, yes, oh yes, yes, oh they've been. It's nearly always been locals this last few years. that have been dominating it, yeah.
2: But I always remember when John was, was started going around with them. He used to see "Well, he used to go out to the Trystnish Islands, you know." Yeah. And you did lots of things oh, driving a tractor right, when you right.
0: went. No, I always went out to the Treasure Islands with, with uh Duncan McGilvery and, and uh who was in worked in Queenish. Oh, yeah. And they, they helped uh, all the farms got you know got together so when they out to do the, the sheep Sheet. shearing out mm, there. Yeah. So I went out to all anyway all the islands with them, you know, to as well. I, yeah. Left from Calgary from the, the pier at Calgary they the boat left from there alone. Swent out went fishing. They'll go out one day and they'll gather all the sheep in and then they'll go back the following day and shear them and then you know, that's it, so oh. yeah, no, and fishing, You've fished fishing. We'll fished all the all the rivers over about Derby really? off safe. the rocks at Calgary and Kyok.
1: Where was the best place for, for catching salmon, I see?
0: Well, I, I was never, really, never. I don't think I ever caught a salmon. I caught lots of sea trout. I used right. to do them in the bay I used to right. fish in the baylust, up and down the and I'd get lot, quite a lot of nice sea trout yeah. out there. And brown trout. Mm-hmm. And also the little the, the river that runs mm-hmm. through a little barn that goes through the, the village, down through, beside the hall. Yeah. I would fish that and come out with lovely brown trout and that. Yeah. Whether there's anything in it now or not, I don't know.
1: I remember that when I moved here, first I remember spending a Sunday afternoon mm. um, sitting <laughs> just looking down there and there was. Yeah. But... Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what
0: I Buddha about actually. it's right beside and that, him the... and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: And well,
1: a well, lot you... of fun with the Macleans. Aye. Yes.
0: So, who were your contemporaries when you were growing up in Dervik? Well, there was there was there was Neil MacLean and there was Elizabeth and Catherine down at the Smithy and the Pattersons. Tommy and Alistair. and Alistair, I mean, all these were. Oh, they were all all very friendly, and always had great fun. We would maybe play quite a lot about in in the in the in the summertime in the tall bracken and things like that, just hiding in there like hide and seek sort of things. And, and over at the manse there was there was loads of um, bracken around that area oh, yeah. and all around over there, so just things like that in general. You know? And yeah. there was the cannon as well. Cannon, yeah. What was what was the story with the cannon? Where did that come from? Well. And I can't tell you where it came from originally but I know I think the last time it was fired up on the hill just above the hotel there was at the Queen's coronation, and it lay in the field for years and years until uh, I think it vanished at one point and it was found at, at Dramard. Several of us got together and went up one night and just lifted it and took it back, it back. It was, That's what it was like when it was taken back and put at the hill where it was but now I think it's uh, it's either down in Neil's shed or it's in the smithy. I think they were down at the smithy itself. I think they were hoping to do it up a little bit and right. maybe put it somewhere on it. I wonder what the its provenance is, where it's come from. I honestly couldn't tell you that. Because oh. there was
1: um, Cannon Hill as well down uh, our way. Um, right. I think it's the all the one that's above Croig. That right. I held there, That was known as Cannon Hill as well. Uh-huh. there's yeah. It's supposed to be a cannon there at
0: one uh-huh. point I, no, no, right. I don't know McLean, you could maybe ask him. He might. That's sooner. You know, yeah, he, he'll know more about right. it. And Neil might remember too. but I honestly can't remember much. I about remember that. you talking about I, it. it? So aye, aye. Yeah, near first. exactly. Is it up in your, Was it up? In it, it was up in the, up Croft. The, the the yeah, it was. Everyone yeah, but it was a shame because it was just lying there and it was it was getting covered by grass and every year something else building moss and all you know. so it's it's nice that it's in something. It yeah, way. it'll be.
1: Oh, no, that's that's that'll be good if it's brought back to life. Mm. Eh? And your working life, so we started talking about your working life in the the telephone exchange. Your working life started, where did you start working?
0: Well, I had the chance to go on on the lighthouse boats. Really? I had, yeah. Um, My mother's cousin lived next door to I think one of the the skippers, or one of the guys, one of the charge hands on on one of the lighthouse boats, and they were looking for lads to go on it. And I had the chance to go for an interview for that. And my dad had been in Tuber here one day and he, he had been in at the garage when Duncan McGilp had it then. And he had come back home and he said to me, they're looking for an apprentice in the garage. You know, interested in that. And I was more into cars than I was boats, really. Yeah, yeah. So I went to see Duncan and I got the job. So that was 1966 I went there.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so did you... Did you learn on the job or did you go
0: to college to do? No, more? I didn't go to college. I did all my training in the, in the garage there. Yeah, yeah. And how was it
1: lear- learning with
0: Duncan? Oh, it was fantastic. Ah, yeah. yes, yes. There was, like George Brown, who was there as well, and he he would be on when I think when I started, he was in his last year apprenticeship. Alec Matheson, who was a mechanic there then too, so I learned, I learned off they were, they were good good teachers. Yeah. Yeah, and Duncan himself. Yeah.
1: And you took over the garage in was it the nineties eighty four i think it was nineteen eighty four gosh yeah so what was what was the, the the point where you thought right this is something i can do i can this can be
0: our garage what was the, the when was the point you thought of that well i think leading up to eighty four obviously the garage had put up for sale right and at that point there was someone that was very interested in it from the mainland and they did say they went they had a family. And they weren't really interested in keeping keeping us on. So it was a bit of a problem. So we managed to get the money together wow. and bought it off Duncan. Wow. And uh, that was me. That was a hard work mine you oh. after that to keep it Yeah. To keep it going, yeah. yeah. That was so you had it was it thirty years? It was thirty it? about thirty four years, huh? yeah. You worked in the government? Well, I was there for fif well, fifty one years in total. When he retired. Yeah. Gosh.
1: Yeah. And so you have seen cars change, change just
0: massively. Absolutely. What do you think the, the, the main main change has been? Well, I think all electronics now. I think that's the big thing now. Although to these things, you, 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 yeah, if you haven't got a computer, you can't check check them out. So, and you need that part there then to put in. Whereas with the older type cars, you could you could make up something, yeah. fix it at the roadside, you know. Yeah. And that was it. But yeah. if you haven't got the right computers, you've got a problem. And even in the end, when I left, I think we had four or five of these computers and you still have a car that you couldn't fix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wouldn't it it look you know. so, at <laughs> it.
2: But over the years, you had a lot of stories with some of the characters that used to come in. Well, mostly some one. of them couldn't even get in for petrol. You know, you used to have to go out. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you were up one night and somebody had put their car over the.
0: Oh, there many, as many as a place you were going You know, to. You've just Arras, around the, the law oh, yeah. I go and going down to Arras uh, Park here. Yeah. Myself and Stephen had to go one, one day there to get a car. It was right at the far end. They felt they could go right round, and there's a little narrow little bridge that you could just get a wheelbar over, and they tried to put the car over that, and it went... <laughs> <laughs> and the one you were telling me the
2: other... Well, you we go down with the family now, by Calgary in Tarnoisk. Yeah. Remember the one night the cars,
0: a couple were camping. Ah, no, it's just at the, the rocks at Lannisker along, you know, in Calgary the Bay, there, I think there been a couple of been uh, camping the night. Yeah. And they had some very fancy it's either a Lamborghini or one of these cars. And they got got up in the morning and they ov- obviously they hadn't put the handbrake on right or whatever, and it was lying at the bottom of the rocks.
2: Quite <laughs> drop, eh? mm mm-hmm. So, That's so, expensive. That,
0: so it had well we were asked to go to look at it but there's no way we could look at it because we hadn't got any equipment strong enough so they had to take in a couple of huge breakdown vehicles you know, right. from the mainland to to, to winch it out oh my God. because even even though it's so badly damaged the parts were worth so much yeah. for another one you know so oh man but yeah handbrake
1: is kind of essential essential yeah it's yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. particularly with you've got a lamborghini <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I always loved the the story of what do you call him uh, Johnny B T. You know how he would always say um, things uh, wrong. And what was his old quiz called? Uh, it was uh, the Johnny B T quiz or something like that. And one of the questions was, "What is a Lamborghini?" <laughs> 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 I always
0: yeah.
2: remember when when John used to have to do a Sunday duty. Sometimes in the bar, he mm. didn't love being in the bar no. to be honest. Mm-hmm. But he he said the stories he would get. There would be. Johnny Nan. Oh, yeah. There would be McQuiston, who lived lived over at At,
0: uh, at Edge. Edge. Danny McPhail. Yes.
2: Christine. Remember one night was Johnny McCall. Uh, uh, His brother. What uh, what was his
0: name?
2: uh, Johnny and.
0: Gosh. um, nearly. Neely. Neely, I'd think. Yeah, Neely, yeah. Uh, someone else to mention. I don't know if you could have recorded what, right. what you're doing there, there. There were some fantastic stories. Yeah. Yeah. I must
2: have been waiting you one night and it went in, and uh, the atmosphere was amazing the stories and the laughter. Big Alistair would be Oh, there. Big Alistair, yeah. yeah. And start, I remember right. saying to John, How do they get home? You know, because there was oh, lots wow. of. And, Oh, they do, because you know what the coastal road like Calgan? Yeah. And they used to go home, no bother, but this, you used to mm. say the stories were... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there anything
1: that sticks out from that period at all? I know it's a difficult question, but of those, of those mm-hmm. stories?
0: I don't know. I'm not good at keeping it. Yeah. I love hearing these stories, yeah, yeah. but it's keeping it there and, and putting it back out again. No, I can't yeah. think of the fun, but... Yeah. I no. do, do
2: remember you saying that. I wish now had uh, a tape recorder uh, for,
0: yeah. The,
2: yeah. for the old... Mm. They all knew so much about the area.
0: Yeah.
1: What were the significant moments you remember working in the exchange?
2: Well, I think everyone knew you, and you know, like sometimes folk would get lost, they were looking for a workman, you would have to say, well, there's a number, do you want to try it? Mm-hmm. And, of course, in these days, the, the fire station, who was four or five at the time, it was Anne McLean's mother, Merrick, that rang the bell from her house. <laughs> really? So I don't think there was... You just had to ring the fire station and the doctors for them and she would put off the bell. It was mm. all...
0: And they'd not get a siren? That she put off the she siren. a big foghorn thing it would go ah. off, you'd hear it. Yeah. And that's how the boys knew. Because it was, it was the, the maroon for the... It was like that. It, was down, it used to be one that was beside the distillery down there on the wall. Like on like the like wall, that. There, yeah. Yeah, that's how they, they would hear that. And very, very loud
2: sign. A sign that yeah. like you would get in the oh, water.
0: Man, yeah, family. it similar similar, that idea, I think. yeah, like an earache. Yeah.
2: But you couldn't, going to the toilet was difficult to begin with because you didn't always have anyone till you leave. <laughs> Aye, yeah. And as I say, when we went downstairs, <laughs> hold the line, please. Hold the line <laughs> but, you know, like, or Dr. Clegg would come on and be seen him, Mary Morrison's, of course, we went to Mary's, it would always be a, a Keeley. Yes. Because you know, he was interested in yeah. in the Gaelic then. Oh, and uh, Such a lovely man. It was a great... You know, Angus Mack to the bank, who was another yes. character, uh, he <laughs> he quite often came on and said, well, such looking for me, just don't put them through. <laughs> well, I have to. Good no job. <laughs>
1: but, uh, I'm sorry that line's
2: busy I'm at the moment. I'm sorry that line's busy at the yeah. moment. But, and folk would come on, you know, like... It, it, it was a very personal touch then and yeah. it went over, as I say, in 1974, November. And unfortunately, my father died. He died very suddenly, so... And I think that was it. I'm sure it was 9th November, 1974. Oh, I, went yeah, ch- ch- I think it was around right about then. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. yeah. But you did... You had to go... To begin with, it was just an operator yeah. taking over from... It was a local girl that had gone to get married, so I got her job... Right. And as I say, they, they were caretakers, Chris yeah. and the brother. And then Chris got married. So there was three of them. And when I would go away for half an hour at lunchtime, one of them would come on. And they manned it at night. All, all yeah, that's the thing. It's, uh, night-time shifts night must time be different. Aye. But I was there all day. And, and sometimes I had to do nights sh- When there were only two operators, I sometimes had to do... Do nights yeah. for for them, and it would be a girl from Oban that would come over and relieve me. But uh, as I say, nobody knew a number. Very few yeah. folk knew a num- knew the numbers. But my mother had been; she had been an, a supervisor in a telephone exchange before she she came to mau mm-hmm. So, and she was very good when when we were younger, and we were always singing. I, I used to harmonise, but I would pretty useless at learning the words so my mother would sit with us and she would put us through our pieces of listening and she was very good she had a good she didn't play the piano but she knew she read a bit of music so she would help us with that and get us because I still don't know words of many songs now but (laughs) and then we were in the Gaelic Choir for a while and there was always Cayleys on here there was a thing called Mull Week What what was that that uh, no, was in the eighties oh, I think it was. Be, yeah. Must have been before that. Cause I don't know if we were married because you used to you were the only one my father didn't pry.
1: Right. And yeah, right,
2: right, it right, used right. to in go form, you're right. there was a night in Yeah. In, in every every Bennesson Dervik yeah. yeah. Salon. Right. I think it's time react to it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And yeah. then the a big one in Tor Tor Yeah. That was before the music festival it was started. Long so before the music festival, whatever, oh, years yeah. Be, uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes
2: really nice. they used to get yeah. quite good. You know, maybe see Callum Kennedy.
1: Oh, right, Jimmy Blue, Jimmy Blue, Blue and uh-huh. folk
2: like that that would come in, yeah. and then Jim Johnson. He came, but he came
0: more at the music he festival. Did, yeah. He
2: used yeah. a, lot, a lot, of good bands. The Wick Storch, Scottish they dance
0: bands. They came band. to Derwig a lot of Wick Scottish. Your yeah, mum started bands. getting there. My mother thing. got involved. Yeah. That's when she was in that in that yeah. She did that. Yeah.
2: And even when they retired to the bungalow, up the hill, yeah, your mum stayed very involved. No, in oh, she did, Yeah, she
0: yeah. Did. yeah.
1: Someone once told me that the most haunted building in Tobermory was the telephone exchange.
2: Would that be right? Do you now think? they
1: tell me. <laughs> no, they tell you. <laughs> Have you heard this before? Have people said that before?
2: Somebody told told me that, but fortunately they didn't tell me at the time. Yes. But I do remember when we were upstairs. It, because of with it being a GPO building, you know, you what would you say, it was all lino, but, you know, there were, the floor. The stairs and that were very solid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Concrete. And the bit and the end where you clip Aye. clip your feet. And I remember one day, unfortunately, it was when the man in the house wasn't very well, and there was a lot of wailing going on, and they didn't like getting doctors. Right. Really didn't like getting doctors, and wasn't my place to see Well, you really do. I think I had to say in the end, You do. Yeah. And I remember it all went quiet, and it was just a funny feeling. I felt there was somebody in the stairs, and I knew mm-hmm. there wasn't anyone in the stairs because at that point it was only me, and their bedrooms were upstairs, and it could have been something then, but mm. I didn't ever see anything at all. Not that I'm aware mm-hmm. of. Them.
0: No, I've never, I? Never mm-hmm.
2: I did, I did hear it mm-hmm. years later. Somebody said mm-hmm. that it was, but there's another house. In, oh, the other house in Tormoremori was for Whitaker. Uh huh. It was an old man's, mm-hmm. and that was definitely scary, because mm-hmm. my friend, her dad was the district clerk yeah. here, a Mister Lever, and. They had three daughters, and the middle girl was my age. And I used to go up there and play. And it was quite old, and there was a back bit in, and it was definitely something weird there. That's that's the house I had was most
1: haunted. (laughs) Did you ever see anything?
2: Did you? I don't know. We used. I remember a few of us girls were all in the room Uh one day after school, and we thought, "Oh, we're hearing noises," and we all just clung together and I said, what was that, what was that, but the the owners, well, I think possibly they were renting it at mm. the time. or Maybe they owned it. The Leavers? The Leavers. Mm. They've owned it, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, they'd heard, they'd heard when they went into the house that it was haunted. That's the only place I remember, really. But as I say, I had one strange night in the telephone exchange. I think I had to go up, was there because he was poorly or something. Mm. And everything went quiet and I could hear. Mm. And I knew it wasn't him mm. because he was lying in his bed. <laughs> mm. But that was it. That was it. But yeah. See, the street was a different thing. You, I, I mean, I lived in the street. Why? Because my mother said you could barely walk and you were out with a handbag. and it was, There was Margaret McDonald's sweet shop. There was the chemist shop. Where yes, you, yes the restaurant's here now, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the chemist shop, beside that was the ice cream shop which was the, the hostel mm-hmm. and Miss Craig of course was the treasure shop
0: yeah, and
2: I yeah. used to get my pension there she would sit me in a chair and give me a pension The <laughs> Margaret would give me a saucer of carnation milk and, oh. and then I would go to Lexi or in the post office, I would go to her house on the way and by the time I got to the post office, my bag was full of empties and sweets. Because oh. you didn't, you didn't get sweets. That's lovely. You didn't get sweets a lot when you were. Nobody, nobody. had a lot of money no, to get a daffy bit was a, Aye. a great, a great treat.
1: And so, who were your pals and contemporaries growing up as well? I guess you went to school and
0: with uh, is as well.
2: I you? went. Um, we both went. You went from
0: Dervig to I the... came from Dervig to go to the high school, but yeah. it, was in, it was in until part of the high school was then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I did my schooling. There was a... Well,
2: Laney's younger than me. Mm-hmm. We're very good friends, but Evelyn, her sister, was my class. It was that girl that was in the mans who, sadly, she died the year she went to university. Oh, she was only 19. And there was another girl, Innis McGregor, who... When Bert Hall to go with it, oh, McDonald Arms. Macdonald Arms. Macdonald Arms he, she was an amazing chef, mm-hmm. and McDonald Arms was so well known. And unfortunately, she died when she was forty-seven. Mm-hmm. And but we all grew up together. And mm-hmm. there was another girl in the police station. Her dad was a sergeant. She was the head teacher and. Probably seen her foot in the paper. She retired after possibly as long as you, John. Mm-hmm. It Head it, isn't teacher right? in Dunbeg, Dunbeg, an amazing teacher. Really, yeah, really yeah. lovely girl. Okay. Yeah. She was one. Yeah. And then there was a vet's daughter who, you know, where the Beaumont is. Yeah, yeah. That's where Mr. Wilson, he had the three boys, and Mary was the daughter. And she's now, I met up with her just a couple of weeks ago. She's down in America. Gosh. Another girl that lived down in Strongarath there. Oh, right. Her s- husband, Clark, is from okay. Dunoon, Alex Clark. Yeah. He was a sergeant. Yes. He was a great pal of mine, yeah. Right,
1: oh, okay. can um, I show
2: you? Uh, I'll tell uh, you a story about Bertwell when When we decided to get married, because I was not the telephones, John's parents knew a lot of folk. Yeah. My dad, so we decided we were going to have the reception, and Bert was only here. He wasn't long here, right. and he'd really done up the hotel lovely at the time. Mm-hmm. And him and my dad were good pals and met up, and he said, like to have, would you do the reception? And, and as my friend was cooking at the time for him, and yeah, we'll do it in the Harris Hall, well. and of course the numbers were getting bigger, bigger, mm-hmm. and bigger. And then about, few weeks before the wedding, Bert came and he says, look, I've been to the hall and it was when the hall... Tiny? No, it wasn't tiny, was it, it wasn't just, a bad way. It was way. In such a state. Oh, no. was to it was, before, it was because that. shortly after that, we all did it up as a oh, local yeah. community. Yeah. So, he says, you're going to have to cut your numbers and it was from... Oh, six. Down to 76. That was the most he could take. We could have the dance in the hall. So... Bert and Mona, I think it was only their second wedding. It was another wedding, a couple that got married in a boat, and then John and I was the next wedding. And, of course, we all all went to the hall, and Bert was was just just a perfect host. Mm He just looked looked the part. Anyway... I think he did the bar. He took the bar over to
0: yeah. to
2: Well, no, that's no, no, that's not right because in these no. days, John had to take his family
0: over. Aye, no, well, um, we all got a, everybody got did, drink did, the drink for the wedding, the drink for the wedding. The people would, would, had that there, but if you wanted to go to the bar, you had to go back to the hotel. Uh, the okay. bar, uh, of, a few uh, would have half bottles. Ah, yeah.
2: Anyway, my I've got a band. It was Billy Ford's band from Oban because yeah. my father mm-hmm. knew all these folk. Mm-hmm and i think we counted it was about 20 musicians in the hall that night Great. and a lot of folk an awful lot of folk and it was going on and on and on and one band would get up and jimmy blue was there mm. bobby was there callum was there they were all there and Gosh, then there was a jazz done. jazz session and my mother kept saying i think we should you know we're trying and finish you and i was Getting very tired by this point. Quarter past four, it stopped. Oh, nice. Yeah. It stopped because my father just just kept going up for more tunes. But oh, it's lovely. It was exhausting, but Bert was the perfect. Yeah. And he always used to say, you know, I always remember your wedding because he said it went from nearly 200 folk to 70 folk <laughs> <laughs> in three weeks. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but these were they were happy days. Bert, Bert was a very good host, though. He just was perfect.
1: Yeah, it was really. And Susie's done. It. I mean, I I, I love yeah. the the arms. The food I just no, think it's too, brilliant. Oh, the food know. is fantastic. Yeah. But it's just the atmosphere as well. It's it's, oh, it's totally cool. sincere. Yeah. It's um. I, I do know. love to hear the old
2: stories. You see our girls such. Yeah. Well, they're getting Fiona's forty four, Loyal's forty one, Barry's just turned thirty. But they still love, even though they've gone away. To study and yeah. live different places. Yeah. Now they love to hear the old oh, stories. Right. And yeah.
1: You know, they could. Well, that's what I was going to ask. It was about uh, bringing up the girls in in Tobermory. What? Because what were the? What did you do with young kids around the town? Because there's now the preschool. There's now the all sorts of different facilities for for wee people and getting What What did you do as a young mother in tov How, how did you? Oh there's a lot of us. A, a, babies and and there was a few
2: groups that we went to when they were babies but our oldest girl at two unfortunately had she fell on a stair and within a and I turned in and within three weeks she had complete paralysis. Oh
1: god.
2: The brain and everything was fine but her body she couldn't her chest muscles had been infected so oh we spent a year in Glasgow in a mm. hospital and she couldn't walk and the hospital just couldn't find out what was wrong with that. They thought it was a jag, thought it was a birth. I'm convinced it was an oak because she had perfectly mm. brown eyes and then one of them turned in. But mm-hmm. we spent a year and a half of course. Mm-hmm. Well you were,
0: you were you were living there all the uh-huh. time. I was we back had to and live father. with the two
2: yeah. grannies came yeah. and and Laura he was born in the middle of it all. So Gosh. we came home with two two babies in a pram because Sean couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Clegg was our neighbour yeah. for years and years. He went from being up in the hill at St. Mary's, that mm-hmm. was or, the original house he came to, and then his dad retired and he went to Wilton. Yeah. Which is, so we had be neighbours all yeah. his life. And he was very good. He would come down sometimes. Our breathing used to get really bad. And she had no medication or anything. And one night he said, you just need to sit up with her again. And I think because we've been through so much, I said, no, please, not again. She was really good. She was the best patient you could get. Mm. But my mother stayed up with her that night. In the morning, she stood the first time. What? She's like a miracle. Her body was mm-hmm. very weak, you know, well, she was had, very She had floppy. taken a
0: terrible temperature that night. Uh, temp- it was, it was like as if something had burnt out that mm-hmm. night. She was so weak. It felt the worst that night. Mm-hmm. The worst. It was a she got itself. flown
2: out. She got flown out.
0: Just before that, a, wasn't it?
2: A, just before that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't hold out much hope for her. But we mm-hmm. didn't oh know goodness. that at the time. Mm-hmm. We just had very strong faith at the
0: time. Mm-hmm. And within a few weeks, she... Well, you, you, what had happened was that you, your mother, came, she had said to us to go to bed because we were really tired at oh, night. Course. And she, she came through and she knocked on the door in the morning and she says there's someone standing that wants to see you here. Mm. And mm-hmm. it was shown I had walked oh, through the first time goodness. for nearly a year but she and we had she managed take... to walk through. Oh, that's amazing. Uh-huh.
2: Gosh, The hospital didn't, went happy because they couldn't pinpoint. They you said it was happens. like... Game Barry syndrome, they thought, and then that's what it could have been, which affects the muscles going yeah, okay. through the. But it's usually system. an older person and it only,
0: only lasts maybe about six weeks or something. Well, mm. she had it for all right. Well, obviously, yeah. maybe because she was younger for of a course. year.
1: That's yeah. about your doors. Huh.
2: Yeah. But they didn't ask for us to come back, so we insisted because we kind of oh. wanted to know. Yeah. Of
1: course. They did and uh,
2: so she has her kids of her own now as well, is that right? She's got a boy of 12. Yeah. He grant. And Laura has a wee girl. She goes to the Gaelic School in Edinburgh. Fantastic. And Mary's in Carlisle. She's... Her wee girl's in school now. They, both wee girls are five. So it's, it's like brilliant. this now. And that's what's good. Because John, when he retired, he retired. He's... He likes to be in the go. He's yes, always yeah. doing something, and he was it a wee so bit. He we he. He was had kind of mixed feelings, and in a way, he probably would have quite liked, but it wasn't going to work. Keep keeping the petrol cider, yeah. so he decided in the end, just to retire, and he says it's the best thing he's ever done. Yeah. Every time we were going away.
0: Wants to say hi. Kim. Oh.
1: Hi. How <laughs> well, oh, are you doing?
0: Nice to meet
2: you, are you well? No, no, I'm <laughs> just saying, oh, goodbye. <laughs> are you not going a record? <laughs> right, right, I'll see you. Right, see you. see
1: you. See you, Michael. Enjoy your weekend. Aye, so, um, uh, it's brilliant.
2: So you've got three, three grandchildren. Three grandchildren. Three grandchildren, grand- 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 that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and it's easier now because it's, I mean, I mean Forrest, Edinburgh, Carlisle. Can- Isle. Yeah. So... When their birthdays or they're doing something in school or plays or yeah. singing, the the oldest one he's quite musical. Grant, he plays a guitar and he sings. Nice. He's just going into high school. Nice. And he plays football for Forest Mechanics. Forest Mechanics under thirteen. So. Oh, so I think they've all got a wee bit of the music in them. That's,
1: a, that's whether it's
0: inevitable. Mm-hmm, whether it's <laughs> definitely not from me. <laughs> I to say yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not. <Yeah. laughs>
1: So, um, if it's okay to talk about your th- what your mum did for the village as well, where did they move to after the Croix?
0: They moved up just uh, above the hotel there to the, the they, they called it Ardroy. That was the house just above. I think it's called Sleekin. I think it's Cor- that. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. called. that's what they called it. So they, my dad built that right. house, and I think he had hoped that I would take over myself and Julie would take over the hotel, but I, I'm afraid I had no interest in it, yeah. so. He probably hasn't been divorced by now. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's where they, they moved to there. And Well, he he loved the garden anyway. and He had a, a nice man. greenhouse and he, he had an aviary at the back where he had little finches and budges and things like that. So oh, that okay. was a kind of hobby he had, you yeah, know. Yeah. So. And he made wine because he White, grapes no, I, loads. Yeah, he, uh, he had grapes. He had grape wine, and he made his own wine and stuff. I could make. Not with, that he drank it. He no, wasn't he wasn't really a drinker. You drink, their... know, it, but he wasn't really a drinker. You know, mm. but uh, he would make his own like heather wines. You know, strip the the the, the bales the heather and make heather wine and. Wow. Yeah. Birch, oh, birch. Birch. Mm-hmm. Birch sap wine and wow. bog mm-hmm. myrtle wine. They, what were they like? Were they nice? They were quite they were a bit sweet, that was in, because he had a bit of a sweet tooth okay. himself, but right. I suppose you could adjust. just yeah. used to get the court. grandchildren to go up and get the heather and mm-hmm. they used to love going over there to mm-hmm. to do that with them. I still have his recipes, which he had. I've got them here, but I've never wow. tried to do them, but I still have them there. Yeah. I've never
1: heard of birch wine. Aye,
0: yes, birch sap It wine. was white. And the heather wine was possibly what you would
2: call a rosy. A rosy
0: wine, aye. Because of but the bells, you know, the colour of the bells. Mm. It, ni- it, was it was really lovely.
2: nice. Catherine's dad, or mum, used uh, to make wine too. Uh, Dolanglo, yeah. He used to make yeah, amazing wines. was too, really, yeah, really, good yeah, good wine, yeah. really good wine. Really good wine. He was a lovely, nice. interesting man. Yeah. And his wife, a very
1: oh, nice house to go into. Sounds such yeah. wonderful people mm. And your mum... Am I right in thinking that she donated gave land to the community for
0: the the hall? They did. Yes. Well, my father gave the the, the piece for the hall. Was yeah, where the little sports centre is. Yes. they donated that to the to the village. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, I think they felt that they had been there for so many years and made their living there. That they felt they wanted to give something back back into the village. So, which yeah. was was nice. Of them. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was. Yeah. She lived in Derry most of her
2: life. yeah. When when they when they retired, they stayed on they there stayed and they on. were both yes. quite active. He his my side mm. right. went but then the latterly she came into Glenisha with dementia. Yeah. So. Oh. But she had an amazing memory. She was a telegraph officer in the old post office the back down, place. And they
0: down here. Ah. Uh,
2: how many staff was there?
0: Oh, I couldn't tell how many staff. But she actually close. trained,
2: you know, do you remember Ian Robertson that was in the garage?
0: Ian it was in the garage. Maybe worked before with, my
2: time. Uh, mm, Ian think. worked in the office for John. I don't know. Uh, Quite an interesting man again. I a know, lot of I speak, small that. stories. Oh, right. Aye. But he trained him, and Mission Janet has McCarrick, has the matron, trained him, and even... When the memory was going, you know, dimensions yeah. of anything, she could... Patches, yeah. 76 codes,
0: she could still... Identify them. And she, she, no, she knew them. She knew them all. She Didn't knew all, know all these things the, from, from it, you know, yeah. but yeah, just something that had happened a few minutes beforehand.
2: Tyree, That was another thing in the yeah. telephone exchange. We covered, there was Alga Ferry. Yeah. So there was Dervick. There was, say, Salon, Craig Newer, mm-hmm. Finnefert, Iona... Tyree Cole you used to, you had to have all the codes That's right up to to, to near Fort William mm. and then Fort William went to the others to Inverness. but your mother in the war she was a, I think it was well they covered they got all the messages in it was the main telegraph office at the back yeah. really really mm-hmm. no, it, was. it was a very busy office and I, I think, think there yet. was something like 20 oh, a lot of them through the back but I know she trained mm-hmm. gosh Eh, quite a few of them, and as I say, when she was even getting poorly, she would say that was the code for Tyree, and that was the code for eh, this place and that place. It was amazing. It's mm-hmm. extraordinary. I'm Ambi- mm-hmm. just going to make a cup. Is it tea mm-hmm. or coffee, Alice? A what? A lot of coffee, thank coffee you very much. can oh, Tell so. another story it's about your mother and Betty. Up until the years, up until they were nearly 80, they used to go out and watch the rally. Oh they? I, I,
0: did, didn't I? Well, they did, Well you see, know. at the smiddy, the Smeddy, uh, is a great place for the cord, like, you know they, so tr- my mother and Betty would be up they'll be up in the middle of, one of the rooms there and they'd be sitting just the two of them at this window just lot <laughs> they uh, well,
2: could, loved it she was interested when John was in it but uh, she continued that interest
0: for yeah.
2: years and remained very good friends but yeah. they're all a new family yeah. you
0: know yeah. mm-hmm. Cause so, does the son live here is that right he, the Marley, no, yeah. they've got, well they've got a house here uh, I think they're uh, so The daughters, two, two the daughter, houses, I think they have the daughter's got a house who? the daughter's got a house as well mm. it's amazing on, how many yeah. people have Steve on. Steve Davis, Pete Hinton yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But... Mm. Willie McCrone mm. works for John's dad.
1: Right, of course, on the on the craft.
0: Mhm. Ah. And while well, he drew he was a joiner, Willie. You see, mm-hmm. and Willie and uh, my dad did the, the lounge bar up. That used to be the, the the bottom bit was like the where where the uh, stable it would have been, and then on the left hand side when you go in the door not not the wee porch door but when you go when you go in on the left, there used to be my father putting a big Lister engine in there, and he he was into kind of electrical things and gadgets that like, used to charge up batteries and whatnot Fantastic. all that. Fantastic. Uh, accumulators they called them big yeah, batteries yeah. like that. Used to charge them up the, on the, sink with a haul list now. We had a big wheel there, turning, and a dynamo on the end of it. And he used to charge batteries. So that was the start of it. So That's he put in this Lister engine into the, the Belacroix, and then he wired up, the tail, because there's no electricity. Mm-hmm. You see, I can remember that when he was mm-hmm. doing it. That so he he would the first thing in the morning would be obviously start it up, crank it, crank it up, get it going, mm-hmm. get the lights on, and you see eventually you see the lights coming up and up till the thing got going. You see. And then at night, his last job was when everybody was ready to go to bed, he shut it down, and that was it off for the night. <laughs> so that was where that was in there. That was for them. That's So, so they got they gutted the whole lot of that out. And he turned that into a bar, so my dad and, and Willie did all that yeah, it was work. It's a great it. night in there with the opening of the... Thing. Yeah, they had a big night. Because yeah. I was
2: singing at it mm-hmm. a young, oh, oh, young girl, I mean. I thought it was amazing, you know, with the lovely soft seats and... Yeah. Willie was very close to John's mum and dad mm-hmm. throughout, you know, he... And John was very close to you, mm-hmm. the boy. He used to kind of go about John a lot when he was a boy. He was a nice
0: fellow, Willie McCrone. Very, yeah, very. Yeah. You know, he was with them for a long time. I think he was with them, and, and then he would had to go to the RAF and called up in these days. So Willie was did this service service for three years or five. I, I don't uh, know how many years, whatever it would be. He did that, and then when he came back, he came back. It, it might have worked somewhere else as well. But I know he worked with them for quite a long time after that. And then he went with uh, Kevin, and Kevin. Uh, Lascombe and, and Willie kinda of worked together a bit I for me. Really? I, 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 I was yeah. in
2: the telephones when they came here. There was hey, hey, Kevin Lascombe.
1: Gleason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joan and Barry. Aye.
2: And the one that she's got a big tall Joy. Joy. Taylor. <laughs> because they were quite mm. remote and mm. sometimes they used the problems with their phones. Yes. In yeah. the day. Yeah. That's going back.
0: How
2: yeah. many years? Forty mm-hmm. odd years. Mm-hmm. They were called the beatniks when they
0: got
2: mm-hmm. There. Mm-hmm. 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 They were were quite. But I, I remember going to Kaylee's again, and they I think they used to perform. I think they used to sing.
1: Aye, um, John's a musician. Aye. Ah. Mm-hmm. You very much as my Dick Kevin. Aye. Yeah. No, oh. I've heard
2: him
0: singing. Mm-hmm. But it
2: But it's Kevin.
0: Mhm. Oh, Kevin would. Kevin would get up and do. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. right. wow. Kevin used to get up in the DM. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And in terms of uh, your own singing as well, where, where did you you started off as a kid with your sister singing as well? Yeah. Well, we were always just there was
2: kind of music in the house and would hear something maybe on. Mm. I don't know if we had a television. Probably with the wireless mm. to begin with, and it was automatic that harmonized. My father could harmonize. It's just something you can either.
1: Yes, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fiona and I, well, Anne was first. I used to sing with her and then Fiona. and Fiona was, she was a really nice singer, to be fair. Yeah. But she didn't really harmonise, so she the two really blended. I, mm-hmm. I was very, because of the couple that lived opposite, and because of my surveying when I was two, I spent a lot of time with the couple across the road who spoke... Well, they always spoke in Gaelic when they wanted me to go home, but I think I started <laughs> understanding a bit of it. <laughs> and, hey, we should follow back in here, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> You know, we used to say, and then one would speak to the other, and I would say, is that you saying that I have to go home now? Mm. But um, I always had an interest in Gaelic, and as I say, of fathers he, the background, we, they, they were all, his dad was all Gaelic speakers, mm. So Mary Morrison, went to once and she said to me, I had the blast,
1: Yeah,
2: I was able to see the it and she it. was yeah. very, very encouraging Mary to me. I always have done an interest and I used to go to the hattie and yes. Mary had the hattie and I always remember the first song was Be- Bein Mahori, she taught me, taught me that. And she was interesting, yeah. really, she was very, she was very good friends. Oh, she was with, with my mother. My ma- mother and yeah. John's mother were very, so so they would go to, to mods together, uh, the I big mods. No, they wouldn't, they would love And I had to drive them once, I always remember, I just expecting Shona at the time. And mm. there was six older, older ladies been driven about to concerts and things. I'm going to get a drink of water. Didn't I'm-
1: Along the road from me, was there Dykes and Agatha's? Were they there along the road as well? Well, they lived up the hill, but they were on a boat for a while. On the they?
0: boat for a while, and they were in Rockfield. Yeah. Ah, they got thank one of the you houses, They got a house in Rockfield. One not to
2: begin with, not, not when we were we.
0: No, no. They
2: but, lived up in Dr. Jack's, what's that, Darwin no, Street. Darwin
0: Street within the corner there you in the green the
2: grass there. Grant can Michaelis. Okay. okay. They lived there, but I remember them living in
1: a boat when I oh was wee.
2: You have the music for
1: Alice Park, do
2: you? Yes, I play it all the time. It's one of my go-to tunes. Because um, a friend, um, sometimes we go to these recording things and they ask me for, I've got my father's original. Really? But I can't think if we give ourselves time, I could find it up there. I think when we shifted here, not years, the,
0: Not under the stairs with, the,
2: with It all the could stuff. be in, in with all the stuff.
1: And have you still got his old fiddle as well?
2: I've got one of them.
1: Wow, wow. And are there fiddle players in the family?
2: i started. Fantastic. Um, Winker, you know Winker. Of course. And I went to a class. And because I do everything by ear, I, <clears throat> we didn't actually to get top music in school, which was a shame. Because it definitely... Helped, helped my own children quite a lot so you know, there's so much say. in the community yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and it was pretty awful you yeah. helped me once or twice I could get a tune out with it but practice just
1: practice were you, you self taught? Uh, no it was Archie McNaughton do you remember Archie at all it was over uh, Glendaruel way mm-hmm. uh, Archie and Barbara McNaughton uh, they were at uh, a farm at Glendaruel, and uh, it was he taught me when I was a kid at oh, really? uh, so
2: what age did you start?
1: Uh, nine. 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 Uh, I best. Uh, mm-hmm. nine is uh, So we man, there's about time for it to start as well. But uh, I, I, I sort of stepped away from it in my um, student years. And I, I wish I hadn't because um, that would have been a great time to be playing in sessions in town. Because I was quite competent. But mm-hmm. then I just sort of, I got on to other things. And it was when I, I moved, I, when I went to Paris. No, when I, I played a little bit as a student, not much, but when I moved to Paris, I took the fiddle up again then. Yeah. And that was really nice doing uh-huh. sort of Scottish folk music in Paris a bit. Yeah. And then when I came here, and I played it in shows, uh, and then when I came here, I, I got back. And I remember one of my first nights playing with the fiddlers and Duncan, just, oh, it's just magic. It was uh-huh. a magic uh-huh. connection. It was just brilliant. So.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Well, thank you both very much. That's very much, your time's very, very much appreciated indeed. So. <laughs> Yes, thanks. Thank you. A lovely afternoon, Brazil. yeah. Thank you both so much for your time. It was an absolute delight to get a chance to catch up again. Now, I must apologise if you've been following these podcasts as they come out. I've been crazily busy for the last few months and have had barely had a moment to do anything other than stare out to the horizon and dribble once work's finished for the day. I've been travelling around all over the place, so I've barely been in one location for more than a night for quite a while. And it's for that reason that I've not managed to get an episode out for the last wee while. So, as I speak, I'm sat in the Hebrides Hotel in Tarbert, Harris, as they're starting construction on a new pier here, soon to be heading for Stornoway. And then, I'll pull tomorrow to get to Dunoon before I stop off in Orkney, followed by a journey to Campbellton. So please excuse me if there's another week or two before the next episode reaches your ears. On the 3rd of December, there's going to be a live event for the podcast at Antoper in Tobermory. Tickets aren't yet available, but I'll let you know when they go online. So if you want to come along and join us, please do feel free. I'm keen to make a recording of the event and release it as an episode in its own right. So those of you who can't make it along will hopefully hear what we've got to say at a later date thank you as ever to those of you who reach out to say hello and give me a bit more information about things. It's always brilliant to hear from you. And if you want to support the podcast, you can spread the word, leave a review on whichever platform you listen to, or if you felt able or wanted to, you can make a donation via PayPal. As ever, thanks so much for listening. more morin tang.